Hey, it's Thursday, September 1st, and you're listening to Nutty in New York, and I'm your host, Martin Nutty. This is episode 7, The Problem with Primaries. I mentioned on the episode last week that I had voted in the New York primary. Now, if you're not familiar with the American electoral system, you might not actually know exactly what a primary is. So I'll explain, along with my thoughts, on why this system is problematic for the health of American democracy. So let's start out with some definitions. A primary is a type of election used to narrow the field of candidates for the general election. Each state, and there are 50 states in America, has their own set of primary elections, although they're all different types. There are open primaries, closed primaries, semi-open primaries, top two primaries, jungle primaries. I could go on. And I'm not going to go into the details of each and every flavor. I'll focus in on New York because that's where I live and that's the one that I'm familiar with. And it's a good illustration of why I think the primary system is problematic. So in New York, the two main political parties, the Democrats and the Republicans, have a separate and exclusive election to choose their candidates. And participation in these elections is limited to voters who have designated themselves as either a Democratic voter or a Republican voter when they register to vote. Do you have to register as one of the two main parties to vote? No, you don't. You can register as an independent or a conservative or a Green Party, but if you do so, you cannot participate in the major primary elections that ultimately, in the two-party system that we currently have in this country, will yield the candidate that gets elected to Congress. Let me explain why I think the New York primary system is problematic. First of all, turnout is low. Why? because the primaries are usually held in the summer. The general election comes up in November. And during the summer, people aren't really focused on politics. Why? Probably because they're going on vacation or doing other fun things that one does during the summer. And so the people that actually vote in the primary tend to be hardcore political ideologues. The folks that tend to vote in these elections tend to be more partisan. And I, as a centrist, I'm not terribly fond of partisans. Now in New York, I'm a registered Democrat, not out of any particular conviction regarding the Democratic Party platform. It's more a practical thing because New York City is so democratic. The winner of a democratic primary for a district in New York City will ultimately represent that district in Congress. 
And that's just the reality of the way politics is currently working in New York City. So turnout is low. Independents are precluded from voting. And if you think about it, independents are folks that have opted not to list themselves as Democrats or Republicans. They're probably a bit more like me. They're centrist, but their voice is not being heard in the Democratic primary. Why? Because it's closed and you have to be a registered Democrat to vote in that. So with this setup, the outcome from these primary elections yield candidates with essentially more extremist views who reflect a more partisan electorate. Now in practice, let me give you a sense of how problematic this is. Last week, New York, as I mentioned in my last episode, held the Democratic primary. And in the New York 10th Congressional District, Daniel Goldman won that primary with just 17,000 votes. He only had 26% of the overall vote. With 17,000 votes, he won a congressional district and will represent 700,000 residents. Or to put it another way, there are 475,000 registered voters in the New York 10th district. Daniel Goldman won that election with less than 4% of those registered voters. Now that can't be good for democracy. What are the alternatives? I'm not going to go through all the different flavors of primaries that are currently existent, but Alaska jumps to mind, not simply because they elected a new congressperson in the special election today, but because their approach towards primaries and towards the general election, in my view, is the smart way to improve the quality of electoral politics in America. Why? Well, Alaska has what's called an open primary. What does that mean? It means that candidates from all parties get to participate in one big primary. And in the Alaska system, the top four candidates by vote advance to the general election. So if the top four candidates are all Republicans, four Republicans will advance to the general election. Or it could be four Democrats, or it could be a mix. But it's breaking the hegemony of two-party politics. So it could be an independent, could be a green, could be a conservative. And more choice, most Americans will agree with, is better. And in the general election, Alaska uses ranked choice voting. Now, if you're not familiar with that, listen to my episode from last week where I explain why I think ranked choice voting is better for American democracy. This Alaskan approach resulted in the election today of Mary Peltola, 
who was a moderate Democrat, who defeated two Republican candidates, most notably Sarah Palin, and she did so by appealing to more centrist Republican voters. So the alternate Republican candidate, Steve Begich, when his votes were distributed because he was ranked number three out of the three available candidates, his votes did not go solely to Sarah Palin. They also went to Mary Paltola. Why? Because she was more moderate and she appealed to more Republican voters. And so that resulted in a more moderate candidate being elected to Congress. And that's what America needs right now, more moderation. So if you agree with me and you want more moderation and less partisanship in national politics, I suggest it's in the country's interest that we all go the Alaska route, a primary process which yields four candidates regardless of party and ranked choice voting in the general election, which is likely to yield a more centrist and moderate victor. This is Martin Nutty, and you've been listening to Nutty in New York. The music you're listening to was composed and performed by Leah Rankin. For more on Leah, please visit her Instagram page, that is L-E-A-H-R-A-N-K-I-N on Instagram. <laughs>